Hello, Monica here. This week, I sat down with a friend of mine. I met Hayden, um, it must have been four or five years now. Um, I was lucky enough to be able to ski and snowboard with Hayden. Uh, he is a wonderful soul. He is wise beyond his ears, and he has taught me so much, made me laugh so much, and has a heart he will give anything to anybody if he knows it will help them in any way. I hope you enjoy this conversation of how we get by. Hi, so I'm here with my friend Hayden. Hi Hayden. Hi Monica. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's nice to see you. Um, I know Hayden from way back when in ski school. He's a skier. I'm a snowboarder, but he actually switched to snowboarding at some point too. So that was really cool. And let me borrow his snowboard for an entire year. So that was really nice. And I think that speaks to the nature that is Hayden, which is why he's a great friend of mine. That being said, uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm currently 20 years old, and uh, I teach pre-K. I enjoy skiing and uh, playing the violin, and I don't know, I'm a big people person. So you teach like pre-K. So do you like do you like kids? I love kids. Yeah. yeah. Like what? Like I think I like. Um, I think I like how kids like ha you can make magic for kids. Yeah. I realized this the other day that like one of the things I love about kids is that you can do something that they're going to think is magical and they'll still believe in magic. So, yeah, they're what they'll believe is crazy. And what one of my biggest like loves for like them is that they're so malleable. Like they're like plastic. So they're open to being like you could teach them how to be nice and like you could teach them how to be good people and mm -hmm. it's crazy yeah yeah it's kind of scary too when you think about like the people who don't teach it, it kind of scares me to think of like kids that don't grow up with like, great parents parents or like <laughs> social figures because yeah. so much of like a parent's behavior like shapes who a kid is oh absolutely like all of the parents like because that's <laughs> their main yeah i know so that, you probably, like, experience that a lot, too, where, like, you have conflicting ideas about, I don't know, like, Like, parents. how something that should be done. Yeah. Like how, yeah. Yeah. Everyone does, yeah. I volunteer at, like, a kid's grieving camp. That's really difficult because they're, a lot of times, have, like, these big questions about death, and then you don't know what the parents, like, what they've beliefs said about it, are. Like, yeah. yeah, so it's, you don't want to say anything that's not, like, either for like religion or against religion so it's like very hard to kind of so do you deal with that like do you deal with like parents I do but I'm super fortunate most of the parents that I talk with are 
super easygoing. Exactly. Whereas I know, like, and it, depending, a lot of times it depends almost, like, on what area you're in or, like, how open-minded some people are about, like, different things. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I've been super fortunate, but I know that if you're not, it's kind of, it's d- kind of difficult to, like, watch something happen and have nothing to do about I it. I know. I know. Well, that makes sense. Are there any mental health issues or troubles or just stuff that you've been through regarding mental health that you would want to share? I think in the past, if I end up doing something for like a long period of time that I don't feel like passionate about or good about, I could kind of get into like a hopeless like slump and I get a lot of anxiety about like a million different other things. But I think that a lot of mine has to do with like environmental and like progress and when I'm in a good environment and I feel good about like the things I'm doing and the people that I'm with I end up like doing okay but I could end up being like super like crippled by like being super moody and like upset quite easily if um I'm kind of like pressured in a way that I don't want to be right yeah, I, I actually, like, a few years ago, I came to the realization that with me and uh, when I get, like, suicidal thoughts, I don't think they're actually, like, suicidal, I've come to realize. It's usually that I'm in a situation where I feel stuck or I feel like I'm in a rut and then my anxiety gets to me and I just can't figure out a way to, like, get out. So I think that that's, like, the answer. But, like, not saying that that's what you do, but, like, is that kind of how the feeling is? exactly like that stuck rut like how the hell did I get here like this isn't what I wanted and you feel almost trapped because you know that in order to get out of the rut like it's not going to happen overnight and you can't imagine feeling like stuck for another day but Mm -hmm. you know that you're going to be stuck for a while yeah yeah I relate super relate so what like what do you do to get out of the situation once you recognize it Um, I think after I recognize, like, the core of what's, like, really, like, bothering me or making me feel, like, super helpless is I try to figure out what's the fastest approach to change it. I'll start, like, Googling things and researching stuff and, like, talking to different people and sometimes I could almost, like, become impulsive because I am, like, a super, like, go-getter. Once I realize that I want something, like, I have to do it, like, now which has its own set of implications yeah. later. Mm-hmm. But I think that's usually what, like, gets me out of that spot. The other rat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But that's, I mean, I feel like that is something that I've always noticed with you is that your ability to get out of situations that are making you unhappy. Yeah, I don't know. One of my biggest, I think, problems with people that I see that are, like, in these horrible, like, situations or, like, mental states or, like, all these different things. Like, like I think a lot of times it's caused by, like, core behavior and it's, like, the inability or not even, like, if they don't even acknowledge that, like, this is what's making them feel this way, then you're kind of, like, perpetuously, like, there. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my biggest things I don't do. Like, I won't stay anywhere that I'm not happy, like, after I've, like, determined that that was the cause. Yeah, that's good. It's, like, a good thing, but it takes a lot of courage, I feel like, sometimes. Um, it usually doesn't take courage to do it initially because it's impulsive sometimes. And you're to the point where you're, like, And you're, like, so fed up that you're, like, I don't care what comes next, but, like, I'm going. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's more difficult to deal deal with um, the realization of, like, some of the choices that you make after you've made them and 
why and if like you didn't did I make this decision because this is what I wanted to do or did I make this decision to get out of this other five decisions that I made yeah makes sense if you're like thinking about like all of those questions like um could I have done this could I have done that like does it get like are you able to like turn it off I don't really get like the oh like I could have I should have I would have yeah it's more so I get stressed over what am I doing like right now after I've already done something, I think that was, like, an old behavior of mine is to, like, yeah. relive it, but now I kind of, like, that, yeah. now my biggest stress is, like, well, what do I do about it? Okay. Yeah. Which is a good, like, it's good. It's not a bad thing. It's yeah. actually a really good thing, but it just kind of sucks when you're going through it. Well, it's hard when you can't come up with anything, like, uh, to get yeah. you out of it, like, when it's, there's only one road and, like... That's true, too. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really consider that. So what do you do to kind of cope with it? I start new things, or if I can't change, like, that particular thing at that moment, like, I'll start a bunch of other things that, like, I wanted to do, but, like, didn't. That way at least I feel like I'm getting somewhere in, like, some area. Yeah. That's good. So you got, like, some of this figured out. It's awesome. I'm happy to hear that. I'll start off with one question that I have for you, and then we're going to go back and forth. All right. So, I wanted to ask you, because I feel like you're at an age where you're still close enough to this, but uh, what advice would you give a high schooler who is having a tough time? I think my biggest advice, because I myself like hated high school, as I feel like most people do, but I think one of my biggest things is like the fact that like nothing's permanent, and realizing that I think it kind of helps you through more things than just like getting through school, but helps you getting, being able to get through like so many barriers. But I think that it's almost like there's so much more to this world that like you're not even like exposed to before you graduate. And I also think that as far as like the people that like aren't really doing well with like a certain type of school or this or that, that trying new things or taking different routes to do school like there's so many different ways to do school now that they shouldn't feel like they have to go to like school and sit there eight hours a day if that's making them like feel all these things and like just because everyone around them went through high school and went through it like it doesn't mean that it has to be their rite of passage yeah what do you think are like some of the toughest struggles in high school i think that everybody like nobody can accept any type of like indifference People, they are able to form their own opinions, but they're not able to accept that other people have different opinions and why. And I think that that is what leads to the biggest, like, conflict between, like, different social groups or uh, schools or stuff is because kids have, like, that inability to kind of understand. Like, people, and I feel like everybody does this, but, like, high schoolers especially, like, if they see a kid that, like, fails a test or whatever, like, they automatic, like, they make, like, snap judgments and they're like, that kid's stupid, that's this, that's this. But they don't see, like, the bigger picture, whereas, they, like, an adult would kind of say, like, are they up all night? Did they fail because they're, like, at work? Or, like, d- like do they have this going on? Or, like, and high schoolers have the don't have the ability to see the big picture. So I think that creates a lot of struggle for kids that, like, don't fit that perfect mold because other kids aren't able to understand why. Oh my lord! That is amazing! I so agree. That sums it up so well. Thank you. 
That is like high school in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, oh man, yes. That is so great. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I just feel like it is, like, you're so right. It's the, like, that high schoolers, they can't really conceptualize. They can't really, like, see what other people are going through. I think there's, like, a, I think high school would be a lot nicer, like, of a place if people weren't, like, really concerned with the status that's, like, built around it. And I feel like even if they, you know, if you do have the ability to see, be in somebody else's shoes and, like, empathize or think about, like, other reasons why they might be acting the way that they are. In high school, like, not everybody, but, like, there's just this attitude of, like, I need to impress this person and I'm going to do anything that I can. You know, I don't know. It's weird. It's just, like, such a weird, weird social phenomenon to put, like, a bunch of... people together for eight hours yeah yeah so um wow so yeah so do you feel better now that you're not (laughs) in Uh, high school anymore i i think that uh there's like so much more in like the world and i don't know it's like now like i am able to see the big picture and it also once you're like pulled out of that when you're in high school everybody takes the same base classes and you're all like grouped together 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 and then once you leave, you get to kind of, like, follow your own path, and it's not timed as much. It's not like everybody goes, like, to 10th grade or 11th grade together. It's, like, some people go and do this for a few years, and then some people, and it's, like, there stops being that, like, time constraint of you have to do this now, otherwise you don't fit in. Right. That scared me at first, though. What? Like, when I graduated college and I had, like, no next step. Well, I feel like that could be super stressful, because, like... Well, it was, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it took me nine months to get a job, so, yeah, that was, like, super stressful, <laughs> but, like, also, I'm just, like, what now? And then you do start to see, like, people kind of, like, that's when you really do see your peers start to, like, like, everyone, a lot of times people, like, go to college and maybe they're away, but, like, you're all still doing the same thing, and then once you get out, like, this one moves to Paris, and, like, this one it becomes a lawyer, and you're just, like, whoa, and then you look back... And you're like, wow, I didn't, like, I remember when we were in high school and everybody were, like, jerks to each other and none of us even had titles at that yeah. point. <laughs> so, like, what were we being snotty about? But, um, yeah, I don't know. That may, that does make sense, though. So, right now, you're, you're, so you're in college. Yeah. So, is that better? Um, I think it's, like, different. I think that it's better in terms of now I could see that big picture, whereas in high school you're so, like closed because in college you're in classes with like people of different ages and all people that you didn't grow up with so they don't know anything about you they like you could have five different classes with five completely different groups of people and like you could have adults that are like 40 and like, your class with you which creates a different atmosphere mm-hmm. I personally don't think I'm a big school person so it's still school and I think like a lot of times people when they go to college they have this expectation that it's oh like I finished high school I'm done but like that's so far from the truth yeah yeah like it done is in like what aspect like oh like I made it like I don't have to like oh in college it'll be easier because it's something that I want to do and just because it's something that you want to do or that you're interested in like you still have like this huge base of classes that have nothing to do with what you want to do you won't love every single class that's like you're aligned to do so it just like 
there's it's still kind of restrictions. Like, yeah, there's still restrictions there. There's still challenges. There's still like really annoying things that you have to do that you don't want to do. So yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. There's like oh, there's a little bit more freedom, but there's not like. Well, it's kind of like uh, like it's almost like irony, like. It's kind of like, oh, like you can make your schedule whatever you want, but like you have to fit these exact classes in <laughs> if you want to graduate by this year. And yeah. like, we're only going to offer them during like these time slots. And like, good luck trying to get one. Like, so you have like the power to pick your own classes, but like, it's false. Yeah, control. it's not real. You don't really have that power. No, because if the people who have more credits yeah. already slot. I remember too that I a double major and so the one major I had gotten all of the classes like pretty much out of the way I had three semesters left and there were three classes I needed to take like in order I obviously wanted to graduate early because school's fucking expensive I had the ability that I could fit like two classes in my schedule at once and I'm I know you're supposed to take them like in order, but can I please just take them simultaneously? They weren't anything that you needed this information before you had that. It was just the yeah. way they had it set up. I like wrote to the dean. I tried so hard and it was just a hard no. And I wrote so many emails back like you are going to make me pay an extra 13 grand because you won't let me take two classes like during yeah. the same semester. That shit pisses me off, because when you're talking about how expensive school is, it's just kind of bullshit. Well, I feel like thing with, like, colleges, because you're paying them, it's not like high school where, like, they're forced to be understanding or to meet you anywhere. Like, they don't have to do anything that they don't want to. Like, if they're going to make you go, like, over a course of five years, because they, they choose not to offer the course regularly you get screwed and it's kind of like you don't have a voice about it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like in that area, like, you have almost, like, less of an opinion and less of, like, in anything than you did right. in high school. Yeah. It's less personal. Yeah. Because you don't get to really know of the people that are in charge of what's happening. And it's like what you said, like, whereas in, like, high school, if you, like, disagreed with, like, a policy or this or that, like, you had the ability to actually get, like, a fair like hearing. hearing of what your case is and why it's a problem and like the ability to have other people on into it and like they could just tell you no for no reason other than they don't want to yeah. and it could kind of screw you over yeah it makes sense there's an episode of boy meets world that's like this because like Corey goes to college and then they make some kind of mistake and the dean is like i'm not a, you're not in high school anymore mr feeney can't save you and I don't, I don't know, I, I think Mr. Feeney did save them anyway, but I don't know. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Well, that's good. Um, so, do you want to ask one of your questions? Yeah, sure. Alright, so what is your biggest fear in the long term in regards to your mental health? My biggest fear in long term in regards to my mental health? Yeah. I think it's the fear of... Like, it, like, I, I always get to a point where, like, I'll, like, be in recovery and, like, not have so many issues and feel like I'm being very rational and I'm getting ahead in life. I feel good about everything. And so then it's so discouraging then when you, like, all of a sudden I find myself depressed 
And that happened, like, just in December, where, like, everything in my life was going great, and then just all of a sudden, like, I don't know if it was the weather, or it, it does, and then, you know, and then all of a sudden, I'm, like, crying on my couch, and I'm like, how did I end up here again, and now I have to do this, this, and this to get out of it, and... I think it's just, like, I'm really worried that, like, one of these times it's just going to stay. Like, I'm not going to be able to, like, get myself out of it. Or, like, it's just exhausting. So, yeah, it's I like worry about... It's like that never turns off. Yeah, and I'm, like, also worried about how it'll affect my relationships. If I'll be able to have, like, a family and, like, a stable, like, relationship because, like, I try to, like, keep everything, like in a good place and I like to think that like somebody will understand but that's a huge fear so so like you're super worried that it's it's kind of like not like it's not like a permanent destination and like so you're on like this boat and like you could fall off at any moment for any reason yeah and it's hard because like if you have like passengers on your boat like a lot of times they don't know what to do and yeah 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 it's hard to like expect of other people but at the same time like it's kind of hard with uh, PTSD, especially though, because that's like a trigger. So and um, so it could be like out of the blue. Like I didn't even know that a person was gonna do a certain thing, and then they do it, and then all of a sudden, like I'm in this really like fight or flight, and I'm trying to get to the point where I'm not like that anymore. So hopefully that's something I can work on. But I will say that like I, you know, I got I like, went to meet my friends at a bar and. It was after I had been, like, triggered earlier in the day, but everybody was getting together, and I haven't seen them in a while, and I'm, like, so used to always saying no and, like, whatever that I'm, like, no, you have to go, like, force yourself out. It'll be fine. And then I got there, and it was crowded, and the music was so loud, and I started panicking, and I just got really, like, anxious, and I'm, like, I have to go. And then, like, one of my friends was, like, you're leaving, and then, like, I just, like, felt like I was like short with them and kind of like I'm like yes I need to leave like I don't feel good and then I hate that like I hate when I'm like that because it's not really fair but it's kind of like also hard though because it's like you're not being heard yeah like it's just difficult because then like when like you lash out at someone it's kind of like you almost feel like entitled to it because you're like I, I like said this nicely like the first time but like you're not here like That's it's like true. people don't hear you unless you're like right. aggressive with it That's like true that is true because I think it is that feeling of like I already like I'm trying to do this like in a nice way and then like it's still not okay and then that's when I kind of get well I feel like a lot of times like people that have like any type of like mental like anything or like social anxiety or like this or that like a lot of times they do say it to like a person in like a presentable manner but like so many times like they end up getting like the label as like like, oh, like, Monica's, like, crazy, like, mm-hmm. da 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 But in reality, you shouldn't have to, like, yell at someone for them to, like, hear you. Yeah. And especially if they know who you are before right. going in the first place. Like, yeah. And the big thing is, like, you shouldn't have to explain yourself. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's, like, my hope is that, like, I will find that kind of tribe in life where like I can and I will say like for that friend like they you know they had their own stuff and like they were like they weren't really like you know being rude or anything and then they said to me later like I'm sorry like I should have let you you know just go and so like they understood but I mean it was hard for me because then I came home and I'm like wow like you're a loser like you can't even stay out like you you know so then you get into the negative 
But I'm just trying to figure out a way to, like, deal with my trauma so hopefully in the future, like, it doesn't trigger me. Yeah. It's hard, though, because, like, I feel like the trigger is, like, a light switch. Like, it's just, like, if it's going to be there, like... It's hard, too, because I know where, like, I get triggered, but, like, I can't really explain to anybody, like, in that moment what's happening. So I... You're tend like, I'm super bothered, I need down. to leave, and... Yeah, I tend to eat, shut down, or if I'm in a place where, like, I can't leave, or um, somebody's, like, at my apartment, whatever, I just shut down, and then usually I do that because it's better than me saying something irrational or, like, doing something irrational, but then people don't really like that either because they're like, why aren't you talking to me? Like, what's wrong? Yeah. You know, and then I feel bad because then they're, like, making the narrative in their head of what's happening, and so... And you're like, just like, yeah. So it's tough. It could be tough sometimes. No, I completely hear you on like the, like that, just like, please, like, and then they misunderstand and it creates like a mess and it's all because like, they can't really like relate to what you're feeling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think like the anxiety just kind of takes over at a certain point. So... What about you? Do you have, like, fears? I don't know. I don't I don't think, like, I have, like... I think one of my biggest fears is, like, nothing's, like, permanent. And even though that's, like, a good thing, like, it's also super, like... Like, I don't know. I, I'm super, like, trusting of everybody. And because of that, I often get, like, screwed over. And it just... It kind of, like, makes you, like, question everybody's motives all the time. Which is, like, super, like, dissettling. And right. Yeah. I don't know. That makes sense. It makes you uncomfortable all the time. It definitely makes you uncomfortable because I feel like you're um, being, like, hyper-vigilant to, like, pay attention to, like, what they're doing. Yeah, it's, like, you're trying, like, so hard to analyze the way that not only, like, you're interpreting the situation, but also, like, how they are. I don't know, like, once you get, like, kind of, like, screwed over in, like, so many different ways, like, whenever somebody's talking to you, you're kind of, like, like, do they really want to talk to me? Like, what do they really want? Like, and you've, like you're just expecting them to have this, like, ulterior motive, and it's hard to, like, sift out, like... Who has it and who doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I was just having that exact conversation with somebody the other day, like, about how I really struggle with that. I can't tell, like, who's, like, who to trust and who not to, and I think also another aspect to that is, like, so if I'm, like, in a place where I'm upset or triggered or whatever, I have to make sure... Usually I kind of try to just wait till the moment passes and then later I can go back and process everything rationally and then a lot of times I'll like write a letter or like reach out to whoever was around and be like, hey, this is what actually happened. I think that it's so hard because when you're in like the moment like that, I'm trying not to take the situation and process it through the lens of trauma. So I'm not, I, like, I know that my brain can take something and make it into something that it's not. And so my goal is to, like, not do that. But then you have, like, the layer of, like, the other person may not be being honest with you. Yeah. So it's, like, all these, like, communication things. And it's hard, things. though, because then when somebody, like, confirms, like, whatever suspicion you have about them, then it almost makes you able to rationalize it faster the next time it happens with, like, a completely different person under, like, you jump to conclusions yeah. then because you're like, I've seen this before. Yeah. Like so-and-so is nice and like they yeah. screwed me over. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard. I mean, I think that 
you end up like mislabeling different people just because yeah. of like your own like self right right and then i think sometimes too i'm like it's hard enough to be honest with myself so let alone somebody else so like everybody just like there's this whole honesty shit happening like i just think everyone needs to like work hard at being like honest with themselves and then honest with others but it's just not that easy yeah yeah well i will ask you your next question what keeps you hanging on uh in what context what in what context um, in, like, life, like, if things are really hard and, like, you're just, like, I give up on all of this, like, what keeps you, like... I don't know. I think, like, it's that whole idea, nothing's fixed, and that one of the tattoos I want to get is, would say, like, this too shall end, like, mm -hmm. and just as, like, easily as, like, something can go, like, awful, like, the next day, like, you could, like, your life could also change in, like, a really good way. Mm -hmm. And so many times, like, personally, like, where you're, like, in this, like, horrible rot and you think, like, there's no way that you're getting out anytime soon and, like, the next day some, like, crazy thing happens and you're going down the path that you wanted to, like, originally and it's just, it's mainly, like, that, like, impermanence, like, I'll get over it. Just because I feel this way right now, it doesn't mean that I'm going to feel this way, like, forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that it took me, like, I'm... It's really nice to hear you say that at age 20 because <laughs> I feel like that is not a lesson I learned until maybe like two years ago. Well, it's hard though because it's not like a, like a lesson that like you taught and you know it like every single time you have to like relearn yeah. like the fact that like this isn't gonna like like this isn't like your end all like mm -hmm. this is just yeah something else that you'll get over yeah but it's really awful in like that moment. Yeah. I think that um, once I, like, started to mature, I feel like when it came to, like, breaking up with people, then, like, in the beginning, like, the first few times you, like, deal with heartbreak, it's like, you feel like the world is ending. Yeah, and then you finally get to a point where, like, you, you it doesn't feel, like, any less, like, awful in that moment, but, like, you acknowledge the fact that in, like, a month or a year or, like, six months that, you like, you're not going to care at all. And that, right. like, if somebody were to even, like, say that person's name, that, like, you're you're just not going to care. Mm -hmm. Like, I think about that now, too. Like, I think about people, when I hear people's names and I'm like, wow, there was a time where if you heard that name, you'd be like... <laughs> you'd be, like, on the floor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crying. And now I'm just like, no, I don't care. So I, it, yeah, I think that is definitely something that comes with maturity but you're uh, ahead of your game but I always knew you were ahead of your game so <laughs> it's not surprising I don't usually answer that question because I've answered it like three times I ask everybody that question yeah. so we can move on to yours okay what are your motivators when you feel drained hmm. so I guess I kind of ask in the same way like what gets you out of your rut Mm, kind of, but I think... Like when, I don't know, like, when you're kind of, like, on E and, but you can't end yet, like, you just have to keep going. Yeah, yeah, like, when you're, like, in that situation that you're kind of, well, it's like being burned out, like, yeah. and I get burned out. But you're, like, forced to keep going, like, you're yeah. still a mile from your house, and... It's hard. Uh, I have a really hard time with that because I tend to be the kind of person that once I get out of, like, a depression, then I'm, like... 
I'm so happy that I'm not in it anymore that I just take on a bunch of like projects and then you know and then I wind up getting like burned out so it's kind of like a vicious cycle sometimes I think it's like really hard to find motivation to be honest that's why I'm struggling with answering this I think Well, okay, so there is a motivator that I think is really helpful, and it's um, what is it? Mel Robbins, I think her name is, maybe? I don't know. She's some lady, I don't know. She's like a <laughs> host or something. Sorry, I don't know who it is. I know that I listened to a podcast with her, and she came up with, like, the five-second rule, and it's basically just, like, if you are, like, sitting there and you're like I need to do this and I don't want to like it's like then you count down five four three two one and then you just go and it sounds stupid and it sounds like it would never work but it does work because you're just like you need to like I at five four three two one we're doing this like no more thinking just do it and that actually does help me a lot like sometimes I really need to utilize that when I'm like I don't want to get out of bed like I don't want to get out of bed and I'm just like five four three two one just go it's kind of like ripping the band-aid off yeah yeah So I think that is, like, genius, and it's actually helped me so much. And when I listened to, like, her podcast, I was like, this is stupid. (laughs) Um, But, no, it's pretty effective, so. Well, it's kind of like, like, I feel like sometimes, like, we worry way more than, like, what the situation actually is. Like, we kind of, like, build it up in our head, and then, like, it's not nearly, like, like, we spent way more time worrying about it than, like, the actual situation. right. I get that with, like, doing dishes. Like, I, like, in my mind, I'm just, like, I don't want to do them. Like, it gives me so much anxiety. Like, it's going to take forever. Like, it's gross. Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you do it, and it's, like, I I spent more time worrying about it than anything else. I will say that another motivator for me, though, is um, I think, like, trying to help people is a motivator for me. So I try to... I think I try to be, like, that's why I'm kind of outspoken about things, because I just want to, like, help other people, like, with what they're going through, and, um, I'm very interested in the human mind, so I guess, like, I almost take, like, a curiosity to it sometimes, like, I'm like, okay, I feel this way, but, like, why do I feel this way, and then I start researching stuff, so I think, like, probably, like, education and people are also motivators for me. Well, I know, like, I've seen you, like, be super, like, helpful to, like, not only myself, but, like, a huge handful of people, like, while you're already going through, like, your own mountain, but I think it's, like, almost helpful, like, when you stop, like, digging through your stuff and you start digging through someone else's, it makes your stuff seem, like, not as monstrous Mm -hmm. when you go back to it. Yeah. I I definitely think that, and I think that, um, yeah, it gives you perspective that you're not the only one going through things, and that, um... Somebody also, I, like, listened to something the other day, and they were like, yeah, when you're feeling down, the best thing you could do is uh, find a way to be of service to somebody else. Well, it almost, like, it makes you feel like you have a purpose. Yeah. Right. And I think that's, like, what has helped me more than anything, is being able to find my purpose. And I feel like it took me a very long time to find it. Um, And I still don't really have, like, I can't, like, pinpoint it, but I just know that, like, I am here to kind of, like, help people or relate to people or do something like that and that's at least what I want to do so I make it my purpose so you know and I'm not like always great at it but I try yeah yeah what keeps you like motivated 
I think, like, the purpose is, like, a big one, but it's kind of like a double-sided coin, because, like, I'm one of those people that, like, I have to be, like, so busy all the time, and, like, the second I don't feel like I have a purpose, I, that's when I really start to, I don't know what to do with myself. I need to, like, have something to do at all times. Mm -hmm. So I don't, like, I don't even know, like, how to, like, cope or handle free time. Like, having, like, summer, like, any purpose, it, like, gives you that, like, motivation to Yeah, like, there's a reason I'm here. <laughs> like, it was actually, I was really cool. They did a study on, like, people in, like, nursing homes, and they gave them these plants. And They gave them what? They gave them plants. Oh, plants. Well, they gave one nursing home plants, and then the other nursing home, they gave them fake plants. And then the ones with the plants, they told, like, the residents that, like, it was their job to, like, water them and, like, care for them, and that, like these like plants lives were like determined on like how well these people took care of them yeah and the people with like the purpose of like watering them like lived uh like way longer than the other people wow wow i mean it, it makes sense and i think that's why sometimes it's like hard when you're you know like sometimes i look at my friends that have kids and i'm like wow like they have their purpose you yeah. know and well, so then, like their purpose is set for the next like eight <laughs> i know and i you know i don't really think of it like in an envious kind of way or like a way where i'm like i need to be there it's just like that's like such a built-in purpose like it's like when you have something that's like bigger than yourself i feel that, like, like relies on you put someone else before yourself. yourself yeah yeah so i think that um I definitely think, like, people are, like, people are crazy because they can drive you nuts or, like, you, but at the same time you love them to death. That's kind of, like, one of my biggest reasons with, like, little kids yeah. that, like, that I love working with them is they make, they kind of, like, put everything in perspective for you because they'll freak out over, like, a marble falling on the floor and you would think if, like, an adult reacted that way that, like, someone died, but, like, their marble just fell on the floor and it really, like, puts, like... The whole world in perspective for you like if you just pick it up and like put it back for them or like you teach them how to like get the marble and right. like fix it yeah then it almost like desensitizes me to like, so many things that could go wrong or like like oh like I dropped this and I broke this and whatever and it's kind of like whereas like if a child broke a crayon like it's kind of like it's not the end of the world nothing is the end of the world like mm -hmm. yeah yeah, and I think that they just have, like, like there's just such a, like, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. I just, I do. I love kids. I think they I'm like amazed that quality. by them. I just, I think, like, I every time I hang out with a kid, I feel like I get something out of it. Yeah. Like, I always, like, just look at them at one point, and I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Well, they, like, teach older people, like, so many different things. Yeah, and you, anytime there's a kid around, I want to be playing with them, because I feel like they have, like, the imagination that we don't have anymore. And I yeah. wish that we had it, and I, like, I try to, like, tap into it sometimes, but it's just not the same. No, it's, like, theirs by right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my niece is, too, and uh, she just, like, wanted, she just got, like, a little broom set, and she was, like, wanting to clean all Christmas Eve just with her little broom set, and I'm like, girl... One day you're going to have to clean your own apartment. And, yeah, like, she's so about cleaning. And, like, I don't know, but I was, like, with her. I just cleaned with her. I'm like, I would clean with you any day. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. That's cool. I think those are pretty good motivators. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think I have one more question for you. Okay, what change in society could lead to better overall mental health? The biggest change that, like, society has, and especially, like, I think that this has, like, become even more prevalent within, like, the last, like, four years, is that everybody thinks that everybody else has to be just like them. And that they have to think like them, and that they have to dress like them, and they have to have the same set of ideas as them, and if they don't, they're wrong. With more things, like, even, like, with, like, politics or, like, this or that, like, a lot of it is really, like, perspective. A lot of times, like, as soon as, like, a person feel like, hears a view that's, like, conflicts their own, say that I was, like, anti-guns and you're pro-guns, you both assume that the other person's evil, and that's not really true. And I think that if somebody tried to understand, like, oh, I could see, like, why you'd want to own a gun and why you think that having one is important, and I could, like, people are, like, unwilling to see the argument from, like, what the other person is trying. Because another person, in their mind, thinks that they're right. And right. that, like, so it doesn't make your, like, belief set any, like, more valid. Yeah. So I think, like, if people became more willing to, like, go out of their way to understand a person than to debate or argue or change a person, that it would kind of create for more of, like, as like civ like civilness and yeah like let's figure this out together kind yeah. of thing that give and take and it's something that if you're working with strangers it, you almost feel like you don't have to give and take because like you don't care about how happy they are when they go home at the end of the day like you're pushing to get whatever you want done but if uh you were to like have that same type of argument or like discussion with a friend that you cared about and like was willing like were willing to like understand then I might say, like, oh, like, I wanted the pepperoni, and you wanted the pepperoni pizza, too, and there's only one slice left, like, yeah, but you have it this time, and I'll have it next time, because, mm -hmm. like, if it's personal, and you, uh, like, you, you, want you act to... more human. Yeah. And you want what's, like, best for that person. You, yeah, and it's, like, kind of understanding that, like, what you want isn't best, like, that's not what's gonna, like, that's not gonna make everybody happy, like, me taking that last slice of pepperoni pizza, it does not make you happy. Yeah, and I think that you're right, and I think um, the attitude of, like, like everything is pretty polarized, and opinions are running very high right now, but also we have more ways to share our opinions, and, like, have platforms, and I think it vilifies people when there isn't that level of empathy with their point of view. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I, I, I feel like there, you're right, and I feel like there's such a, there's such a, um, like, a value that people put on, like, having their own voice, and, like, having their own opinions, and, you know, and then it makes you want to, like, really stick up for your opinions, and they're mine, and, like, I don't know, we identify with these things that we believe in, but, like, not being able to realize that in somebody else well it's kind of like i'm not like if i'm all these things and i'm a good person then you can't be all the other things and still be a good person like it's not believing that like those two things could like coexist right and like i have like tons of friends that like our personal views like really greatly conflict but it's once you kind of like see that person as like oh a person and like they believe this because they're afraid of this and like they believe this because of this and then you're like, oh, well, that actually makes sense why they feel that way. If 
somebody had like an irrational fear about like a polar bear attacking them because they used to live in Antarctica and you don't have that fear so you don't understand why they feel like they should carry around polar bear missiles <laughs> and you think that that's absolutely ridiculous and whatever but like if you were the one that got chased through Antarctica by the polar bear like you'd feel the exact same way right right for sure. I think that's, like, with a lot... That's like a good one with PTSD, too. Because sometimes I want to, like, say that to people when I'm, you know, triggered or something. I'll be like, if you, been, if you were through this, like, you would understand. Not, like, in a threatening way, but... But it's kind of like you actually wish, like, they could, like... Understand. Just feel it for, like, a moment. Yeah, like, like just understand. Like, and, um... Yeah, I think that's why sharing stories is really important and, you know, kind of, like, using... I mean, I think it is important to be able to use your voice and to have your opinions, but I think there does need to be more of a level of looking into different perspectives. Like, I think people get stuck in their own perspective and they don't really want to see other people's... I don't know if it's that they don't want to or it's just It's kind of like it becomes, like, they become, like, blinded by it, like... Right, yeah... But, like, once you get past that, like, things become, like, so much easier. Mm-hmm. And people become, Less like... aggressive? Yeah, like, it's... Defensive. You don't have to prove how you... Like, I feel like if we treated people that they're entitled to, like, their beliefs, then they're less likely to be so hostile towards yours. Because right. why should you feel entitled to your beliefs and they shouldn't feel entitled to theirs? Right. And I think, like, a lot of things that would also help in terms of coming to like the same page as kind of like basing things more like factually as opposed to like opinions because everyone's entitled to their own opinion but nobody's entitled to their own facts mm-hmm. and when you could look at something from like a more objective standpoint your perspective on it a lot of times will shift to the ability to like understand instead of like fight right right which is why like the fake news is like terrifying yeah. <laughs> because like, we need this, like, truth. We need, like, the facts to, like, yeah. Because, what, like, what's an opinion if, like, you have no, um, like, Anything if, to back if you it feel up, a like, certain supporting. way about, like, civil rights or, like, protection or, like, this or whatever, like, you probably feel that way because you or, like, some person around you has, like, gone through an experience that's, like, led them down that path. Mm-hmm. And, um, to try to, like, take someone else's, like, opinion away you're kind of trying to take away, like, their experience. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like, that's very personal. Oh, my Lord, yeah. It's like saying, like, no, like, I get I get that, like, you want, like, this abortion and, like, that you went through this, like, tra- like traumatic relationship. And I get, like, I, I, I get it, but, like, I don't care enough to, like, understand why you want abortion. Like. Right. It's, like, that inability to, like, hear another person. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, so do you have, like advice on how that could be achieved? I think, like, one of the biggest things is that you have to try to understand someone, and a lot of times it's better, like, when you ask, like, it's good to ask a person questions. It's not good to necessarily, like, hack, like, it's a very different thing, like, to ask a person a question, like, oh, like, why do you feel this way about that? Like, like, or, like, what laws has so-and-so passed that, like, you support, like, Or what changes would you, like, if you ask those types of questions, you're more likely to get answers that, like, and a lot of times, like, the answers that you get, you might not have, like, ever expected, and, um, but if you ask, if 
aggravated questions. You're not looking for an answer, like, you're looking for an argument, like... Yeah. I think one of the biggest things my dad taught me was, it's all in the approach. And he has said that to me my entire life. And I, I think that it has prevented more terrible, like, bad situations, negative situations, conversations, because... You're right, like, it's, like, the approach of, like, being curious rather than being, like, accusatory or being, um, aggressive or, uh, angry, and if you ask a curious level, like, people want to talk about what they believe in, so if you ask the question, they're apt to speak to it, whereas if you're, like, you know, you're putting somebody on guard, yeah, so I think it's just having, like, that. And it's also, like, once you, like, make a very, like, firm case to like listen to them and like understand like whatever it is that they've just said then when you like then that when they ask you then they're not gonna like I'm gonna say like nine out of ten times then they're not gonna attack you even if they disagree with you because you just went out of your way to be super understanding and like so then they're gonna hear you and a lot of times they might say oh like you know what Monica you make her like that's a really good point I didn't think of it that way before and I've had, like, so many, like, close friends, like, where, like, I'll explain something or I'll even, ex- like, say, like, it just really bothers me because I just don't understand. And if I, like, just say, like, I don't understand, like, in what world, like, like, I just don't get it. Like, and if I say it, like, honestly, instead of, I don't believe that it, like... You're taking the ego out of it. Yeah, and then a lot of times, like, I've had so many friends say to me, like, oh, you know what, I didn't see it that way before. Like, I completely get what you're saying and... A lot of times they're actually like, yeah, like, I kind of agree with you, I just, and you kind of, like, agree on way more stuff, like, than you disagree on. Makes sense. Yeah. I agree. So, everyone, listen up. Be more empathetic. (laughs) (laughs) Listen more. Take other people's points of view. But I think that's great advice. I think it would change society. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I uh I'm I thought I thought recently that um we just like I think there needs to be a little bit more education. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I don't know like more education. Like I just think like people need to want to be educated and I think that in order to solve some of the problems that we have, it is about education. Yeah. You know, kind of like, like education and like compromise, like paired together. Yeah, yeah. There does need to be like compromise. Yeah. Like, it, like it's just we're all like all. I feel like we're just all so. It's stubborn. my way or the highway, like. Yeah, yeah, like stubborn. Like it's like I know the solution, and like I like why can't we all come up with like a collective solution that's gonna benefit? You know, yeah. why are we fighting? So yeah, I I definitely agree with you. I think you're onto something there. Thank you. Well, I think that's all that I have. Do you have any um, anything else? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us well, thank today. You, for you had amazing me. thoughts, and I really appreciate it. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. This week's recommendation isn't actually much of a recommendation. It's more so a challenge. Since we spent so much time speaking about empathy, I challenge you to take one moment 
to really practice empathy. So what I want you to do is if you're in a public place or if you're at work or you are handling a family member, uh, it's really great to do this with a child who is acting out. Just anytime you see a situation where maybe you're not involved in it, but you can see it happening, you can see somebody start to get upset, maybe act out a little, uh, you know, that almost that cringy, uh-oh, like there's a problem, everybody's going to have to be affected by this. If you see that this week, I want you to just take a minute and think, What is this person going through, really? What could this person be going through? What could their morning have looked like? If it's a mom that has kids, what did she have to do to get the kids to get out the door? Um, If it's an old lady who's complaining at the medicine counter at the pharmacy, you have no idea what she had to go through to get those medications, and you have no idea how she feels. So... With that said, I challenge you. Look at somebody else. Think about why they're doing the things that they are doing and and the reasons why they may be a little bit different than you. Other than that, I really hope that you enjoyed the show. As always, uh, please remember to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're on Apple iTunes, if you could leave a five-star review, that helps drive us up the charts, which will allow more listeners to get these messages. Uh, If you wanted to ask a question about mental health that you would like me to address in the podcast, Either go over to my Facebook page and send me a message or you can send me an email at howwegetby.podcast at gmail.com. I plan to devote some episodes to questions that people have uh, who may not want to actually be on the show. If you wanted to make a one-time donation to the podcast, uh, please feel free to reach out to me. I can let you know how to do that. That can help with expenses such as traveling and getting better equipment to be able to bring these episodes to you. The music that you hear in the beginning and the end of the podcast is by Joe Burke. Uh, You can check out his music wherever you stream your music or I would recommend actually purchasing his album. Uh, Support local musicians and people who are working their ass off to... Realize their dreams. With that being said, I hope you have a great week. Mm